our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. everybody this is Diet here on school through spirit with wltkdb.com this is a show where i do talk of different subjects of spirituality and to those who have had spirit touch them in some way of their life now each week we do have a moment where i do speak of something of a spiritual nature and this week so far they have been giving me messages and then i bring in my guests now this is the first time I've done this, guys. I am bringing on a team, or part of a team anyway, part of a team. We are bringing an expedition entity this week. They just, good morning, Tim. They just recently wore, won the Tully Award for filmmaking. Um, I believe it's for a single episode. Don't quote me on that. I do believe I'm going to have Larry and Paige here today. Dan, unfortunately, got called in for overtime, so he's not able to come. But for everybody that knows Dan, uh, Dan will be on a separate show by himself, and it's going to be a rocking show. But again, we do have Expedition Entity today, huge on Paraflex, really climbing the climbing the scales here when it comes to paranormal, really showing people just an amazing way to do this, um, a lot of integrity, a lot of authenticity, and helping the masses climb also with them, because they are not about themselves. They really are about, let's bring it on with the group. Hey, Kevin which is phenomenal. And I just, I simply love them. Um, so today I'll tell you what, I have a subject in my head that just won't go away. It won't go away. And, uh, I really want to talk about it, but I'm going to see if the book, you know, the book corresponds with this because I'm that person that says, does it all work together? Now I know, um, what I want to talk about is really a lot about, um, seeing yourself for who you are, not for who you think. Hey, Nick. Um, but let's see what the book has to say. Okay. Let's see what the book says. Let's just go. Okay. Yeah. Let me see how this works. We'll see how this works together. So I flip the page. There you go. Pretty green. I love the green. Good morning, Anna. You are up early today. <coughs> and for everybody who knows, this is two hours earlier than that for me and for Anna. So it's not like she's sleeping until 10. The book says, if you fear retribution and God who judges and condemns, then I tell you this, you are your own rule maker. You set the guidelines and you decide how well you have done, how well you are doing, for you are the one who has decided who and what you really are and who you want to be. And you are the only one who can assess how well you're doing. No one else will judge you ever. Hey, Phantom Dragon. Hey, Courtney. Um, and I just want to say, wow. Holy cow, wow. Because 
if spirit doesn't bring things together, I don't know. Remember how I said kind of about how you visualize yourself, blah, blah, blah. Well, did that page just not say that? Um, so I'm thinking me, spirit, and the good book are all together in one today. Who's feeling nervous? My damn chest is pounding. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Courtney. So how did this come about for me? I will tell you what. This really started last week. Well, it's, I'm going to say this subject started quite a while ago. It really, it did come start quite a while ago. I'm starting to view myself, starting to take credit for my life, starting to take credit, maybe seeing how myself, how other people see me. I suck at that. I, I will tell you what, I suck at that horribly because I never see myself, my accomplishments and my way of being, okay? Other people are kind of, hello, good morning, Miss Christina. Oh, I love you too, darling. Um, I never see myself the way other people see myself. I look at everybody else as, oh my God, they're so amazing. I look at everybody else, like other readers are like, oh my God, they're so awesome. I wish I could be as good as them. I look at, I look at other people's successes and I'm like, gosh, when am I ever going to have success? You know, I visualize everybody else as amazing people and they are, don't get me wrong. They are. But these same people look at me and look at me and say the same things. And I go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't see that. I don't see that. And this weekend, it really, it really took flight for me. It really, I, I, I got pounded with this. Pounded. And, and when I say pounded, I mean over and over and over again. Spirit said, look at yourself, look at yourself, look at yourself. And I will tell you, I still didn't. I, I still wasn't. I was hearing other people talk beautiful words about me, and I still wasn't seeing myself through their eyes. And still sitting there going, how am I ever going to, you know, be the success that I want to be? Other people are looking at me like, hey, you got it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just don't see it. And then um, I have a wonderful friend that's watching here today um, send me, uh, well, it wasn't a private message. It was a message for everybody to view. Um, and literally saying, when the hell are you going to start seeing yourself and what you've done as other people do? And I was like, whoa, okay. Now you're starting to get through to my head. Now you're starting to get through to my head. And that message after actually came after I did a reading for somebody else. And this reading was magical. It was beautiful. It was for this just amazing lady. And I was giving her that message because it's what spirit was giving me. For her, hey, Steph, Stephanie, um, for her to look at herself and how beautiful she was and how amazing she was and to stop telling herself that she was dumb or she was an idiot or she was a failure or she was making mistakes or all the other things she was saying to herself. <laughs> yeah, just to be sure, please. <laughs> I love it. Exactly, Anne. That's exactly it. And that's honestly what I was saying, Anne. It was just one more sign because ugh, I don't quite... I'm. I tell people I'm thick skulled. You know what? My my guides have got two by fours on the other side to nail me with because sometimes I get to be that person. I really become that person. And I was given this beautiful message to this lady, and oh my gosh, I will tell you what, it was just she was in tears because it hit home for her. Because she said, That's what I always do. My counselor, she said, My counselor gets so mad at me because I'm always saying those words. Oh yeah. 
I said, you need to stop saying those words, darling, because you were beautiful and you're amazing. And there's no failures in life and there's no mistakes in life because why? We get up and we learn from it. We do it again. We try again. We make this happen. And sometimes we have to get to the end of our life before we look back and go, holy crap, look what all I've done. And I find myself saying those words to people all the time. But again, I don't take those words. And it, just like Anna just said, one more sign. Please tell me one more time. Please, let's make sure. Please, I, I don't want to be gloating. I don't want to be, yeah, it's hard to read your own sign. Exactly, Tim. So yesterday, yesterday, I, I'll tell you what, guys, I've been naughty for the last month. Everybody here knows, or at least on the other show knows, that I'm going for my doctorate in metaphysical sciences. And this summer, life has got, good morning, Jamie. And this summer has been crazy busy for the last month. I mean, I'll tell you what, I have been from here to Mexico to everywhere. I mean, it's just been crazy and super, super busy. I'm running, I think, three classes right now or four, I'm not sure. But just a lot of, it's a private mentoring and um, it's been crazy busy. And yesterday morning, I literally got up and I looked at my granddaughter and it was like about eight o'clock in the morning. So what are we going to do today? And she said, I'm going to watch TV for a while. And I went, okay, I need to get things done. <laughs> and you know, it's Ayana, honey. My granddaughter's, or my grand, granddaughter's, my cat was Ayana. My granddaughter's Adeline, but is Adelaide here? I haven't seen her. Oh my God, she is. Hello. Um, but Eddie said, uh, I want to, I want to do this. And I thought to myself, um, yeah, mm -hmm. what am I going to do for the next hour of my life? And I have my, my folder, my, my binder of my school stuff next to the table. It's, it's never moved. I've just failed to look at it. And spirit told me you're going to do a couple of modules. And I went, ah. they went, you're going to do it. And I went, ah, and they went, <clears throat> I mean, they made it so that in my own compulsion, I had no choice but to pick this up because <clears throat> the way I heard it was I wasn't going to get out of this, okay? My inside was saying, yes, this is happening. So I went and got coffee, which I think is funny because I make coffee and I take about two drinks and I pour the coffee out. I'm not, I don't know why I'm in the making it these days because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and hi, Keith. He's not on here, but hi, Keith. Have a great day, darling. Um, but I felt very compelled that I had to pick this up. And for anybody looking at the modules, I think it's module 13 and 14. And um, it was about looking at yourself. It was about visualization of yourself. It was how do you want to see yourself? Releasing old patterns. Um, releasing old patterns. Releasing what no longer serves you. And when it talked about it, it talked about releasing those things that go, you know what? You don't need this. Looking at yourself in a different way. And I thought, wow. Wow. And as I did this, I was compelled. I did 13, <clears throat> which trust me is barely starting this program. I have a I have 48 modules total to do before I can take the first exam. 
And um, it made me, and, and I finished 13, and then my granddaughter's ready to go. I'm like, no, no, got to do one more. I have to do one more. Good morning. Glad to see you, Susan, or Susanna. Um, <laughs> thank you. The person that studied with me just said, no study buddy left behind. And I so appreciate it because he knows exactly where I'm at in life. And that's why he's not hounding me right now to get it done because he's like, he knows how slammed I am. And he knows I'm going to catch up. But, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat chakra is just, I'm trying to talk about this. My throat chakra is, as you can see, this is my struggle bus. When, when I have a hard time with myself, this is my sign to say, knock it off, clear this out, speak your truth. Who, who are you? And that's what, and this has been plugged for a week now, guys. And I've been, why is my throat chakra so plugged? <clears throat> and it really came to the accumulation of, hey, start looking at yourself. Start getting rid of some old patterns. Stop looking at yourself in a negative way or less than way. And start looking at yourself as you want to be seen. That's huge. How do you want to be seen? Who do you want to see you? What do you want to accomplish in this lifetime? What do you want to accomplish right now? If we constantly see ourselves as failures. Good morning, Jenny. If we constantly see ourselves as failures, if we constantly see ourselves as not, excuse me, being able to accomplish something, then you're not going to accomplish it. Right now, I have a ton of support. I have people, I mean, I have people supporting me. And recently I started listening, which has been amazing. I mean, and I'm going to do a shout out to Jenny Davis right now that just came on because you know, Jenny is one of those people that just recently really made me start to see myself. I mean, Tim has been one, Christina, I mean, all of you guys, Ane has been one, so many incredible people that have supported me and see me, you know. Um, but I'm just bringing up, um, I am just bringing up uh, Jenny right now. For, and I apologize, my phone is blowing up and I don't even know, I've got to turn, I didn't realize it was on. Um, got to turn that baby off. Jenny sent me a picture the other night of uh, a couple of bracelets that were just beautiful. And she literally went, I love Moxie Malice jewelry. And I went, it's gorgeous. And she goes, we need a Diet bracelet. I would buy a Diet bracelet. And I'm like, what? Huh? Well, Jenny connected me with Jess. Me and Jess talked sat Saturday. And guess what's in the production? A Diet bracelet, a, a Diet Raven bracelet, a high energy connect to to your loved ones or to your guides, to the angels, with that protection, you know, and that message of a raven flying back and forth, and that's going into production. Just the design, and I had to sit back and I was like, whoa, 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 because it wasn't the concept of this. This was a concept of one person out there looking at and believing, and I trusted. I trusted. I trusted that sign. I trusted that person. And I trusted that I could go a little further. And it's happening. And then those same messages came in all day Saturday. And I look back at this and I go, wait a second, guys. I'm always receiving these messages, just as each one of you are receiving these messages. 
but we don't look back here, do we? We don't look back at ourselves and go, wow, I'm recognizing this, or wow, I'm noticing this, or we go, oh, it's you, not me. We can't even say thank you because we don't recognize it in ourselves. And I want y'all to start recognizing how have you, hey, how are you today? I'm not sure which Facebook user that is. I'm sorry, just as Facebook user. <clears throat> so, you know, how often do we look at ourselves, guys? How often do you look in the mirror and see you? Or do you look in the mirror and see your flaws? Do you look in your mirror and see everybody else? When you daydream about what you want to be, do you see yourself in those dreams or do you see everybody else in those dreams? That's huge, isn't it? That's huge. I know for myself, there's certain things I want to do in life. There's certain accomplishments I want. And I know I've aligned myself just with my thought process. Why? Because these people are my friends. You all are my friends. So I know I'm aligning myself, right? But this weekend has taught me that I have to go one step further and I have to see myself in those visions. I have to see myself as that person that's able to accomplish it. I have to see myself as a success, that I can do this. And I'm going to tell you, you do too. Because that's how we get to places in life, don't we? Yeah, we can have schools and we can have events and we can have education and we can have all this amazing stuff. But if you daydream that you want to be just like so-and-so on TV or you want to be just like so-and-so at work or you just want to be like so-and-so that you've heard about, you're visualizing so-and-so to have more and more success. But yourself. You need to put yourself in that. Even if it's saying, I want to have success like so-and-so, and I see myself sitting by them, working next to them, doing what they do. That's how you're going to visualize. That's how you're going to make this happen. Oh, thank you, but I still don't know who you are. Who's the Facebook user? <clears throat> but this is how we do this, guys. Start putting yourself in there. Exactly, Anne, where our thoughts go, our energy goes. You have to you have to put yourself in that position. You know, you have to put yourself in that place. What are you willing to bring back to yourself? What are you willing to see yourself as? And when are you going to start to realize that you can change this? Now, in the, the, in the studies I've been doing recently, that's really great ways because that's the next thing that people look at me and go, but how do I do this? I'm going to tell you, clearly, I'm not the expert on this because I have not been putting myself in that place until just this last couple of days. So how do you do this? Well, I read the module. How do you get rid of the old patterns of thinking? Oh, the psychic soul. Oh, hi, Jonathan. Thank you, darling. Um, how do you do this? I loved, I loved reading about this because it said literally in your office, in your space that you sit, burn incense. I was like, well, I can do that. 
Why? Because it clears. It's going to start to clear some of that old thought pattern, those old patterns you had. I don't know. Burn a candle because fire will burn away old thought patterns. I can do that. Breathing. It's starting to sound kind of like uh, things I teach. Breathing. Breath will clear this stuff. I can do that. And I was like, and then just simple vis visualization, which I can also do. The thing I've always failed to do while I do all those things is to continue to change the thought pattern, to get rid of what doesn't serve me anymore. And what does not serve me anymore is not believing in myself. It no longer serves me is not looking at my accomplishments and seeing them as accomplishments. What no longer serves me is thinking that I am not deserving of the people around me. Because they wouldn't call me friend if I wasn't deserving of those. And I want y'all to start looking this for yourself. I want y'all to start looking at yourself and realize that you are just as successful as the next person. I want you to start to believe in yourself. I want you to start to see you and your accomplishments and how amazing you are. I want you to see at the, the small totems and the big ones and to realize that whether you're TV screen famous or you're the Joe Schmo on the side of the street, each one of you does a huge impact on other people. Each one of you is a huge impact on your own life. I have a lot of friends, guys, that will tell me the last thing they want is to be seen. They don't want to be heard. They don't want to be seen. Because it's not what they want. But those are some of the most successful people I know. And you are too. And I want each one of you to start seeing what you want in life, who you want to be. And I want you to start surrounding yourself with those visualizations. Hey, Paula, I want you to start visualizing yourself deserving of that. And I want you to stop looking at yourself and saying, I make mistakes. I screw up. I'm a failure. I can't do this. I don't want to hear those words anymore, guys, from anybody. Because there's literally nothing out there that you cannot do. So start visualizing yourself as the person that you want to create, the person you want to be, and then allow it to happen. Okay? Well, with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed my lecture today. Um, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I do have Paige and Larry here of Expedition Entity. And it's going to be a great day, guys. So this is Jan here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a few.
welcome back everybody. This is Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, first of all, address Jonathan, very much true, and thank you for that message because I need to spend a day where I just clear things up. Um, excuse me, but I do want to bring in my wonderful guests today. We have Larry and Paige of Expedition Entity. Um, they are uh, have a beautiful show that is on Paraflex. Talk Paraflex, of which, um, yeah, they want to tally, guys. They want to tally. But that's just the small thing, really, of what they do. Although we keep telling them how huge this is. <laughs> so let's bring them on. <laughs> there he is. I was like, where's Larry? He wasn't showing up for a second. I'm here. I promise. He's here. He promised me. Hi, guys. Oh, my God. So great to see you two again. It's hey, been man. forever. I, I know. Okay. I know. I came to say goodbye and you guys were there, but you weren't there. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave. Um, was that before or after the the panel? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You were still on the panel. Yeah. And, and then that dragged a little long, which was, I'm cool with it, but it went a little right. longer than it was supposed to, I believe. Right. And then we had our booth roughly packed up, all still boxed on the table, but right. we were the last one in the room. So okay. we had to hurry up and get it out of the room so they could do whatever they had to do. And, and yeah, it was funny because uh, they came out. I waited and I waited. I'm like, where did they go? I, are they like taking things off to their car? What are they? I forgot all about that panel. Yeah. He's very important people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Totally. Yes. But totally. I got to watch the video page. Thank you for that because it was amazing. Yes. Good. A lot of fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. fun. It was a talented group of people up there for sure. Yeah. And then there was me, you know, so. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. You listened to part of my conversation this morning. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I love it. So I want to ask you, and I know I'm bringing you guys as a team today, but I really want to ask you both. And, um, you know, Paige, you can start first. How did you start on this crazy journey? I mean, I know you're a recent new member of the, the team, but I know it didn't start three weeks ago. You know what I mean? But, right. I do have a backstory. Yeah, yes. Leading up to this, um, Larry and, and Dan found me, which was wonderful. I have been into the paranormal since I was little and can remember traveling around with my parents. My dad was an army vet, West Point grad. And so when we traveled, we would travel via car and go to all of these historic often military battlefields. Um, and my mom and I, I think, have that little bit of intuitive side to us. And so we love the history, but then you go to these places that have such tragic stories and such energy. And I can't just help but to feel that. And so this love for history, plus the paranormal, when you go to these places and you kind of <laughs> realized there's a little bit of a vibe at these places. And I felt that at a very young age. And so since then, I've really enjoyed uh, exploring both of these combined. And just recently, kind of getting back into it the last few years um, after taking a little bit of a break from the paranormal, you know, with kids and, and being married to a skeptic was really hard. Um, but the last few years, I've I've been able to explore it more. And so I started just traveling around historic places on my own, um, kind of like a female independent thing. <laughs> and I'm going to go do this for myself. But then I realized 
I got to share this history. I have to share this history, especially with these lesser known places in the Midwest around us. Um, And I go to Chicago often, downtown Chicago, which has very famous historical places. But then like Larry and Dan have shown me so many of the lesser known places in our area. And I can't wait to show them some of the lesser known places that I found as well. And so it just happened. Larry and Dan found me and they they saw that I just love sharing the history. I kind of felt like the middleman, like, here's the history. Go here. You have to go see this. Right. Larry and Dan said, hey, we need somebody who loves to research the history of these haunted locations. So right. it just felt like a great fit. I love that because I love history, but I don't like to spend the time to research history. Right. Yeah, you know I mean? like basically that's what Larry and Dan said. They're like, this is a harder job to fill. And I'm like, Whoa, me, please. This is right at my alley. I love going yep. down the rabbit holes, you know, and you just start uncovering more and more and more. And then when you can tie in what you've uncovered, your research with what's going on in the paranormal, that's just chef's kiss. Oh, that is that yeah. I love that because I know even when that when I you would think somebody would want to know about their genealogy. I started going, I started going, I got, I gave up. I was, I'm done. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm done. I can't do this. I, I let somebody else do it. <laughs> you know it is tough. I was actually just talking with a friend today about, she's like, what's your ancestry? And I'm like, that's actually kind of the one that I, my brother does that. He is the genial. I'm like, you can do that. You go down those rabbit holes. I'll do locations and geography. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love how you do that because that's a huge part. And people don't realize with paranormal investigation, that is really, I mean, it might start with finding the location, but really you need to have somebody that knows what the heck you're walking into. Right. You know I mean? Because you need to know the backstory and not, not just, not just the story that per se has been given to everybody, but the real story, which is huge. Well, and I think I'm also a social studies teacher and that was a big thing was not teaching just what the story, what's in the textbook. I mean, get rid of those textbooks. We need to talk about like, what are the perspectives of things that were going on at this time? Let's talk about the Native American perspectives. Let's talk about Captain John Adams perspectives. Let's hit them all. So I think that's so important in historical research is not my story, but telling obviously from other people's perspectives. What? I love that. I love that. Larry, how did you get into this crazy world? Oh my. Um, (laughs) well, I, I'll say the, the first introduction to the paranormal I had was, um, my, my parents had bought this old farmhouse and, uh, at the time it was a century old farmhouse and they added on to it. Uh, and then as I moved into one of the addition bedrooms as a kid, um, I had this, this like nine foot tall bunk bed with like the desk underneath it. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm tall, you know, I have to have a higher bed to fit underneath there. So I'm in high school and, and I'm laying in this nine foot bed. And and I, I remember I had one of those little 19 inch box TVs and it was on a shelf in the corner of the room and I'm laying in bed, just sleeping, trying to sleep, watching TV. And I see this little face do this over the railing of the nine foot bed, little boy, dark hair, red coat. And I remember seeing this a lot. So, you know, I, as as most little ducklings do, you leave the nest, you move out, um, spend a lot of time in the army, do that, move around, go to Rockford for several years. 
and my sister ends up in that room. And when I come home from my deployment, um, you know, I'm starting to get into the paranormal. I join a, a web forum and I, I actually start to disprove the paranormal by showing people like, oh, this is how you could recreate this photo. It's fake. My sister finds out about it and, sh and she starts asking questions about this little boy in a red coat in my old room. And I went, oh, <laughs> okay. And, and around that same time, um, a team got a little pissed at me. It was fair. Saying, you know, you're always crapping all the stuff we post. Someone's got to take you out on a real investigation. Oh, okay. I'll go. Sure. So they take me to, to Scott Mansion in Joliet, Illinois. Um, here in B. Scott was one of the patent holders for several strings of barbed wire. Okay. So you're, you're talking a good amount of money from back in the day. Yeah. And a lot happened. I had no explanation for, mm -hmm. you know, shadows, sounds, movement, being touched, uh, cold spots in a room that's already freezing cold. And then it got colder in that one spot. That so <laughs> couldn't explain it, had no idea. And then this dude on Facebook named Dan Norvell says, hey, I'm doing a cemetery crawl. Anyone's allowed to come out and hang out for a while. And I go, oh, I'll go check it out. And then after the crawl, we stop, we chat, we hang out, and he's been my work wife ever since. I love that. I love it. If everybody knows, he might have a work wife, but I'm still the BFF, just so everybody knows. Always <laughs> called BFF. I, I have traded in Dan, so it, it's now Diet is my BFF. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. He'll, he'll sit on the other side. I'll just sit between the two of you. Me and Paige will sit between the two of you. <laughs> oh, God. It'll be like sitting between two giant gargoyles. Oh, that's, I'm thinking me and Paige will be safe, though. We'll be safe. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there, there's pictures from the panel on Saturday, and I'm sitting next to to, to Kara, who's, you know, not short. Right. She's average height. Right. And I look like just the giant ogre sitting next to her. And she's like this compared to me. I'm like, damn. I'm really that big. <laughs> <laughs> but if we put you next to Nick. I'm normal sized. You're normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I wanted to ask you, Diet. Um, <clears throat> do, do you have like speaking problems since the con? Like my, my voice feels like I've lost it. Like everything's all scratchy and like. Um, <clears throat> my throat has been this way for like a week. Okay. You know, it has been this way for a week, but my whole throat. I don't know if you know about chakras, but my throat chakra has been fighting to open it. It's been closed down. Mm. And that's why I spoke about what I did today because it's been yet speak your truth yet. See yourself mm. as other people see you. And I'm going, I can't accept that. I don't know. So it's been a whole lot of that. And then okay. it really got blew open this weekend. I mean, yeah. it really, so this today all I'm doing is coughing and it just, my whole throat's like, Oh my God, shoot me. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like we had so many people at our booth that, you know, yesterday and today I'm like, uh... mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How are you Paige with it? It <laughs> was my first paranormal conference, my first paracon of my first of many. Um, and it's going to be like a two day recovery process. I mm -hmm. think you can tell my voice is also scratchy. It was a long day. It was, it just felt like a big party. <laughs> Didn't it though? No. I don't, oh, and I, I am in my late thirties now, and but this is the paranormal community. This is what we do. We we, I have to say this about the paranormal community. It is truly the nicest, kindest, and 
most in, like, so intelligent, just very intelligent people who are very skilled and knowledgeable in their own specific niches within yeah. the paranormal community. So I think that was such a, a neat, not surprise, but just getting to witness that all of this expertise in one haunted opera house was awesome. Isn't it though? Mm -hmm. Doug, did you go to the female bathroom and see the old lady, the, the young, I shouldn't say old lady, the dead lady sitting on the chairs or no? <laughs> um, I didn't. Have seen it. I didn't. Did you? <laughs> no, I think I saw I, what I think was living people on the couches <laughs> and chairs in there, but now I'm wondering. <laughs> you watched him because I was like slammed. I'm like, I'm hungry. I bring out my pizza and I realize it smells when you open it because cold pizza stinks. And I didn't realize that till I opened my container. And I'm like, I looked at Shane and I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom to eat. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. It's, it's a nurse thing. You go to the bathroom to eat because it's the only time you're going to eat when I was a nurse for 21 years. So I go in there and I, I look at this, this lady sitting on the green sofa. I'm like, you need to move over. I need that spot. And she's dead. And I said, I'm like, you either move or I'm going to sit on you. You got your choice. And she just, she just moved over for me onto the, like the little vanity chair. And I'm like, thank you. And I sat for eating and she was like, she left me alone. I'm like, was it Elvira? No, no, it's just this, uh, this lady. I mean, literally a lady of probably the time because I'm seeing the older garb on her, but she just felt just very sad and very kind of lonely. Mm. You know, kind of like a lady that had maybe been scorned at the yeah. theater. You know what I mean? And that's where she was just sitting. I didn't talk to her. I'm like, I don't have time to talk to you. I don't have time. I'm here to eat, sit in your spot because I want to be out of view of people mm -hmm. and get the heck out of Dodge. And that's why I asked her to move because normally I'd be like, you take your spot, I'll sit here. But I'm like, I don't want to sit here and have all these people like literally brushing past me to the bathroom. Sure. You know what I mean? So you're like, I, I'm alive. You can move over. And, yeah, and she was polite. She right. understood for some reason. Well, she probably saw you coming right over now. and she's like, oh, this lady needs a second. She needs a second. <laughs> Girl, I get it. I take a load off. <laughs> yeah, but it just felt like she was a lady that she had gone there to take her time to get mm -hmm. her moment away. You know what I mean? It was kind yeah. of what it felt like. And I'm like, okay. And she understood the bathrooms like right outside of your room that you yes. were in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, to the left, that bathroom mm -hmm. there. That so it has the waiting great. area, the beauty mm -hmm. area, and then the bathroom here. So yeah, yes, yeah, it <laughs> had some good energy. I definitely felt in there. <laughs> I didn't want to leave. I was like, can I just do the readings in here? Totally, right? Great, great energy. You and then find I, haunted, I haunted. Everybody looked at me like, really? <laughs> like, I was a dumbass for that comment. <laughs> so. I get it. I get it. You see what you see and you feel yeah. what you feel. And sometimes you cannot deny it. And that's the cool thing about. That's what I tell skeptics, right? Is all it takes is one experience. And obviously, yeah, you have more than that. But like, for instance, if somebody were to walk in that bathroom and have that experience, who'd never experienced something like that, right? It's life-changing. It is. And, and that's what I tell skeptics. It's like, all it takes is that once. And and hopefully most people do get to experience it. Because I do feel like it is such a, a shift in your perspective of, of the universe. I love that. I yeah. love that. So I wanted to go back to Larry in that journey because we got the debunking. We got mm -hmm. the first time. We got mm -hmm. Dan. Mm -hmm. How the hell do you get from there to a telly award? Oh, that was a journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you 
just told me you were skeptic debunking people. Mm -hmm. And now you got to tell you for this stuff. So um, <laughs> to get to the point where we're at now, there was a lot of failure. I, I can wholeheartedly say that looking back and, and say, wow, we screwed the pooch on a lot of this. <laughs> so um, the first couple of years of Dan and I getting together, we, we did nothing but hit up cemeteries all night long, several nights getting home at like 4 a.m. I mean, we really burnt the midnight oil. Um, back then he was on nights, so mm -hmm. he had to stay up all night anyway because he works every every two days. Right. So it's not like he can you know, get a regular amount of sleep and then have to go back to nights again, you know, so he's up every night anyway. And I, I just got home from my deployment. I wasn't doing much. So, um, we did that, did a lot of pictures, a lot of EVPs. Um, I, I captured a lot of EVPs to where it's just him and I in the middle of nowhere. Paige, you've been there. It's nothing, nothing out there. It, but corn and cemetery and for the two of us to be sitting there and all of a sudden you get voices that don't sound like us uh, especially feminine voices you're like okay well what's what's that and this was back before you know the you had the sb7 and these apps it was just a recorder mm -hmm. um so that that really changed my thought process a lot um you know how how do you debunk a voice on a recorder Right. Those old Olympus recorders that, you know, we even have one still that doesn't have the the USB out. So the voice that's on there lives on there permanently now because we can't get it out. Oh, wow. um, so how do you how do you how do you debunk that? How are you skeptical with that? Well, eventually you can't be and you start believing and photos you, you <laughs> buy camera and now you're getting video stuff you buy a thermal and now you're getting thermal hits and it's like okay well this is all starting to add up and and i i can't debunk all of this anymore so um you know you, you still debunk the things you can noises uh weird lights you know trying to see if there's a reflection a car um a stereo whatever but you know, when you're alone in a room and all of a sudden somebody else's voice comes across the microphone. Right. Uh, 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 I don't, I don't know what to do with that. So, um, eventually, you know, he and I took a lot of breaks in the paranormal. I remember one of our breaks, we had our own blog talk radio talk show on a lot of weird stuff, a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, we did a show about bacon we did a show how beer saved civilization. And then uh, Dan had a particularly bad kidney stone. So we had a show where we, we called Dan all gorked out on, on, you know, medications from having his kidney stone surgically removed. And we talked to him and we named his kidney stone. Miglio. <laughs> and he's just, he's, you know, I don't, I don't remember what he was on from, from the hospital, something really strong. Right. And, and, you know, he's just, yeah, 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 you know. And it was one of our, our highest rated shows. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Wow. But then, you know, we, we want to come back to the paranormal. So 20... You didn't get a telly for that one? No, I, I didn't. We did. Um, 2014, 2015, you know, there's a lot of TV shows on that. I don't want to say exaggerate, but they use music and sound effects 
and and camera shots to add extra pizzazz to the investigation. And we've never been about that. We always back then, and we still do now. When we have something on YouTube, it's raw. It's whatever it is that we experience, you're experiencing it now. Only very rarely do we raise the volume of voice because otherwise it's hard to hear. Right. But, you know, we don't slow down. We don't speed up. We don't add filters for pictures and video. uh, You know, we're not doing very much editing, you know, contrast and saturation. It's this is it. This is what we got. What you see is what you get. That's why I I signed on with you guys because I love your style of investigating. It's very raw. It's not very, it's not theatrical. A lot of takes are just long one shot takes. Oh yeah. Right. Instead of just piecing together. And so you can tell that it's not overly edited. Mm. Right. Now, now because of what you do for your day job, Larry, do people question that sometimes? Um, Sometimes. Yes. I'm just going to ask because you are the debunker. So do people try to debunk you sometimes because of it? Sometimes. Um, there's a benefit to also doing everything more or less in the raw because there isn't much to debunk. Okay. You know, you can, you know, on, for example, you know, if it's set up as a wide shot, you can see the whole, most of the room, depending on the size of it, you can right. see where we're at. You know, you can see that there's nobody in the background, you know, <clears throat> making noises or, or, you know, moving their hand to, to make a shadow on the wall. You can see that sometimes it's just the three of us in a large room and and that's it. Um, but, you know, you're still going to get those people that are like, oh, that that K2 set off was because one of you guys had a, a, a walkie talkie in the background. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, the easy explanation is, well, have you ever done that with a K2? Do you know what it looks like? when someone hits a walkie talkie with the K2, you don't get a spike that, you know, goes up to the yellow light once and then comes down. Right. Usually it blasts all five lights and then it stays on for a second or two and then it drops off. Okay. You know, so you're not getting little flickers, you're getting massive explosive flickers. It looks very different. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had lots of people say, Oh, well, you, you know, you cut to the close up. that could be from a completely different shot. And, and I'm like, well, if you, if you look, for example, if you look at Jen's hands on the wide, her hands are here right. on the close up, her hands are here. Okay. Her hands didn't move. It's because I just went from one camera to the next so that you could see the emotions on her face easier. Okay. You know, you could see, you know, the rods cross a little more clearly. You could see the K2 lights better. That's all it is. We're just changing camera positions so you could see better. Okay. Um, but you know, surprisingly we really haven't had very many people get really aggressive with being like oh you faked that you faked this there's no way that happened um so i don't know if that's because we show things well Mm -hmm. or if we just haven't run into that yet but uh you know fingers crossed knock on wood whatever i I think you're pretty safe i was just wondering if somebody's trying to debunk you no i think dan's on but he's showing up as a facebook user I think, uh, well, I think we got Dan and maybe Mike. I'm not sure. They're both showing up as Facebook users, but by the conversation, I'm feeling we got one person going, Larry, which I think is Dan. Uh, Facebook user. Hi. Hey, Mike. And then Dan, what's up, brother? So I'm thinking we got Dan and Mike. Okay. I'm not positive. Sure. <laughs> and I'm not sure. Possibly. Not, so if, if it is Dan. If it is Dan, um, Dan had the un- unfortunateness to work until 1130 last night. 
Yes. And 17 hours. Yeah. 17 so hours. I'm honestly really surprised he's awake right now. I know. I know. So Me too. I was, I was like, listen, you know, Paige and I got this. Don't feel like you got to get up and... Yeah. No, me and Dan have worked this out. Everybody, I'm not excluding Dan. Dan and I have worked because his job sometimes brings him in extra hours ahead of time, mandatory overtime before he even shows up. Like, oh my yeah. God, Dad, you're going to do this. So Dan and I have worked out. There's a day here um, coming up mm. actually around, I think it's Michigan Paracon that I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to show up. So I'm going to tape with Dan. We're going to do a live beforehand. We're going to let everybody know what it's about. And it's going to be Dan alone. So it's awesome. I'm still getting all the, well, most of the members, because I don't have Jen on yet, but we're trying. (laughs) We're, we're, we're still going to include Dan in that way. Yes. But yet still my BFF. So you can't have that. (laughs) Everybody, it's been that way since me and Larry met. Cut off. Like, I will tell yeah, you. my BFF. You can go. You can go have somebody else. You can have Chris. Chris is your BFF. That's fine. There you go. It is so funny because if everybody wants to know how this happened, it literally was like we were at an event. We were at Spirits in the Spring. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really even acknowledged each other all day long. Like I didn't know who. Well, Larry was. I I didn't really leave my booth. Right. I, mean, I was kind of stuck. Yeah. And that night when there was supposed to be this big paranormal hunt. Mm-hmm. Instead of all of us going to hunt, we went to the the living quarters of Broadhead Manor, which a lot of people don't know about. And here's me and Larry sitting on the couch, not knowing who each other, and we're Facebooking together. Yeah, <laughs> Just- she was she was asking me questions about the professional dashboard, and I'm like, oh yeah, this 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 and this and this, and and I'm like, all right, this is my new BFF. <laughs> it was so awesome because people were like looking at us like, are they like two teenage girls? I mean, what's going? It was like, well, we, one of us is. Well, one of us is. <laughs> Larry. We did not it's leave each other's side. I think we ignored everybody else in the room. It was <laughs> me and Larry. Like, we were just there. That was yep. it. It was. Yep. Oh. I love that when you get that automatic connection with somebody. Oh, it was. So it was crazy. It was so crazy. It was awesome, though. Yeah. Oh. It, it was also a magical night because that's when I learned finally how to pronounce her name. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's very beneficial. There you go. You know how to spell it, Larry. I can it. spell it. And it's like, D-D? D? D? D something? That's okay. That's okay. I love it. So, I, I keep going you back to this and the expedition entity. How did you and Dan form this? Because I don't so, think doing something by himself already. Because I know how Paige has gotten brought on. Yeah. I know you found Jen and because I know it's been you and Dan and you guys found these amazing women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you you have to have the women. Yeah. It's 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 a necessity. So when we originally started, um, I, I got into a little bit, you know, there's a lot of shows out there that had the pizzazz. We we wanted raw. Mm-hmm. So um 2014-15-ish, we started the original expedition edit on YouTube. Okay. Um and it was it was rough. Lots of horrible camera angles, horrible camera perspectives, horrible sound. I we I didn't know enough, but we winged it anyway. Uh, it was Dan and I, um, Steve, who is our our investigator and camera person now, um, Andrew, another investigator, and then Tessa, our team sensitive. So uh, we had a, a a fairly large group, and we went to I, I think we did like eight or nine episodes total. 
very similar to what we do now, lesser known locations and focusing on the history and whatnot. It just, it looked bad. <laughs> I, I, I learned a lot from the early days. Right. And eventually after the ninth or so episode, I decided to go back to college and get my, my bachelor's in history. And right around the time I got my associates, cause I went to community college first cause it's cheaper. Right. Uh, Dan's like, hey, we should we should bring that back. We should do it again. And I'm like, ah, well, maybe. I, okay, I, let's look. We'll talk about it. Right. So I start at NIU, um, my my third year, my junior year, and I start taking film classes as a minor. Okay, well, if we're gonna do this, I need to get better. And all of a sudden, I start enjoying my film classes more than my history classes. Ah. Oh. So by the time, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit into these film classes, you know, we, we revamp one of the old episodes, mm -hmm. uh, season one, episode one, the vet's hall was from like five years ago at the time. And I'm taking things I learned in my classes and reapplying them. And I'm like, we can do this. We can go forward with this. I feel comfortable now. And Dan's like, hey, we should send this to Paraflix. And I'm like, what the hell is Paraflix? And I think I think Natalie had just been up and running for like six months at the time. Right. So I really hadn't even heard of them. And you know, we're we're talking about it, we're watching their stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. And yeah. she took us like that. I love that. And, and I'm I'm just like, wow, okay. So we sent her um the rest of season one. A lot of major hiccups, a lot of learning experiences on our part, but we did it. And not only did she want more, but she made us an original. So now we're an original series. Paraflix is our permanent home. I love that. And now we're halfway through season three. And, and you know, I, I won't say every episode gets better, but for sure every season gets better. Right. Um, you know, we're buying new cameras, buying new microphones, getting the drone. Um, Having having a researcher that can tell us the history beforehand so that we can write the interview questions to lead the interviewee into the right story. Right. You know, before we just kind of winged it. <laughs> but now we're doing it properly. And how come you have that extra element now? What's that? The extra element there. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, the history is one of the most important aspects for us. Yeah. Um, you know obviously you want to do a good investigation and, and you want people to see the spirits. I think yet froze. Oh, there you are. Um, you want to see that, but our, our goal is for them to see the location and be like, oh, I have to investigate that location. Yeah. You know, we, we like locations like Broadhead. When we first started with Broadhead, you know, they were just a haunted house right. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Now there's, public events, music videos, movies being filmed there, photo shoots. You know, I'm not going to say it's all because of us, but, you know, the people that have seen our episodes and went, I got to check this place out. Yeah. You know, that, that's the goal. Yeah. And, and if, if we do the history right and that interests people too, then mm -hmm. it's even better. And you just gave me an extra element because I had Bill on last week and mm -hmm. he was talking about, and I did not realize this. I remember the night everybody showed up there. You know what I mean? From the Paracon that I was at, I didn't show up. I was in bed in front of a fire with my granddaughter being smart and warm. Oh, right. <laughs> After the meta metaphysical Paracon? Meta -paracon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dan had said that you and, 
and and Dan were waiting for a few people to show up. Oh, we we had the idea that it was going to be Nick Nick Sarlo, um, Patty, Natalie, Mike, Nate, and I think like one or two more. Right. And then all of a sudden, like thirty people showed up, and I'm like, oh, oh. Because we were going to do a little bit of filming with with Patty and Natalie, because this is the first time we're officially meeting them was that day. I love that. Yeah. And then thirty people showed up, and I'm just like, okay, I don't. That's a lot of people. I don't know if we're going to be able to film this. So, you know, Dan's like, just just film it anyway. Yeah. And if we don't use it, we don't use it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I turn it into a documentary. <laughs> so I had to track down every single one of those people to get a likeness release. Um. I, I didn't bring the wireless mics or anything. I used a, an, a, an on-camera shotgun mic. Right. So then I had to listen and try to identify every single person speaking so that I could say, this person asked the question. That's not a person answering it. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge hassle. Um, but in the end, it was really cool. Wow. You know, it, it was it was the Paraflix special investigation. Yeah. And... I was able to then use Natalie's part in the principal's office mm-hmm. in our broadhead episode that won the telly. Right. You know, she, she basically, you know, predated what happened to Jen and Jenny, mm-hmm. you know, what happened to her in there was, was really like, you know, it was a heavy experience. Right. And then all of a sudden we get a heavy experience a year later. Right. I love that. I love, I, I, I honestly love that. I really do because to me, every time you walk into Brad Hod Manor, you're going to get a different experience. Yeah. You're going to get something different. I know I'm going to get my hug. The janitor loves me. I don't know why. He always hugs me. I he loves Steve too. Out. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I haven't figured that out, but from what I get it, the janitor doesn't like women. <laughs> so I think I'm blessed the fact that he gives me hugs. I, I know that when he grabbed on to me, it was after Jen had started asking questions. Right. Before then, he was perfectly fine chatting with us. And all of a sudden, Jen asked questions and he goes, fucking leave. Oh, oh, okay. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's time to go. Yep. You know, and that's just it. So it's like, well, there you go. You know? Oh, wait. I, I probably should have asked if we can swear in this show before. Why not? I I, well, I, my other show on here is unfiltered. So you're good. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're all good. Okay. You know, if we that. just did it once, that's I think pretty good. Good right. job. It's, it's, it's only a ten thousand dollar fine. No big deal. Oh, I love that. Somebody just said all my. I don't know who all these people are because it's just coming up Facebook user. But somebody says all my pictures from of Larry from Saturday. His mouth is open. I'm just. I'm saying that's paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's smiling so much. He just oh. smiling. I love or, it. Or I'm talking nonstop. Larry's throat chakra is not blocked, I don't think. <laughs> not on Saturday. Not on Saturday. Not on Saturday. Saturday. You know? Um, yet you oh, know that was Nick oh, it, it was Nick Simons. I love uh, him. <laughs> and I'm impressed because I said it right, right off the bat. I have a I have a wonderful <laughs> picture of me and Nick. I think I've seen it. He 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 goes, let's take a picture up here and then let's let's thrust our hips together and i'm like all right let's do it you know without a second thought we're just like yeah i love that picture and i'm taking a picture of it saying what did i sign up yeah (laughs) welcome to the show page take this picture now 
I love that. I love that. You know, I, I, I would love to see Nick with your team once just, just the journey and what that would look like. Well, I, I would too, because you know, I think Nick exudes sarcasm at all times. Yes. But you know, when it comes to investigating, he is actually, you know, pretty serious about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he has a lot of different perspectives. Yeah. Um, you know, he approaches the paranormal differently than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, he has different gadgets and stuff and, and, you know, it'd be cool to, to mesh the styles and be like, Hey, let's crumple this up and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I have to, I have to do a public apology to Nick right now. Cause he signed up for a 12 AM reading Saturday evening and I fell asleep. I was going to FaceTime him and say, Hey, here, here's your reading. And I failed at, mi- at midnight at midnight. And I fell asleep about oh. 10. So <laughs> I, d- I didn't call him. <laughs> he didn't oh. the after party. <laughs> he, he, I'd walk by my sheet and he signs up at his own time. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I am going to get on Facebook and I'm going to video message him. Like, are you ready? And I failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just- okay. At, at that time I was at the bar with Paige and Chris Fleming and, yeah. and Alex from the panel and a couple of the people from the investigation. <laughs> Right. Um, that was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was so exhausted. Was I left. I literally packed up. I'm like, I'm wiped. I'm tired. I have no idea what's going on in life here. And I left is what I did. And uh, literally I get home. I'm into bed. I'm, I'm sending some thank yous to some various people. And I get this message. Where are you? We're at DC cops. And I'm like, I'm home in bed. Yep. <laughs> Yep. What? <laughs> yep. We we went to DC Cobbs for dinner afterwards. And, um, I'm like, I'm and then the bar. So yeah. I'm like, okay, we've got Great Lakes coming up. I'm there. I'm not coming home. I'm hanging out with y'all then. So yep. I'm looking forward to this. That that was my thought too. I, I was messaging with Kara because uh we went all went to dinner, but we didn't get to hang out more at, at DC Cobbs later that night. And I'm like, well, Great Lakes is a weekend. I have a hotel room. I don't have to drive home and take my dog out. Mm-hmm. We can, we can hang out then. And I'm like, you know, bring Dan. I, I love hanging out with Dan. And she goes, Oh, he's staying home. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Yeah. I just met Kara for the first time. And I was like, Oh my God. I only got like 10 seconds for her. And I'm like, and she's like, we are so going to hang out more and get to, I'm like, Oh, I yeah. can't wait to get to know her. I, just, that was the first time I'd met her too. And it certainly didn't feel that way. Yeah, just incredible, incredible. I can just see this as, uh, Nick, I'm sorry you had to deal with Larry alone. (laughs) That's fair. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's tough. Sometimes it's worse than the paranormal. And and Paige knows all about that because she was stuck with me all of Saturday. (laughs) Well, no, she she had her buddies with her. There was a couple of skulls. Oh, I had well, my skulls with me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the little little ghosties. And I have my dark wizard over there. But good. Good. Yes. Yeah, Larry learned a lot about crystals. I had to figure out what I'm gonna do with that little wizard though. Like, is it gonna sit in my gear so I have it on every investigation? Is it gonna hang out in my car? Is it gonna hang out on my desk? I'm I'm not sure yet. Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. Let him let him let him decide I feel like for you. Glued to a camera. <laughs> Oh yeah. I could he has a pretty big base. I could stick Velcro on his base mm-hmm. and then Velcro him to a camera. I could do yeah. that. Yeah, like <laughs> make that wizard come in and dynamite for everything. 
That's right. Mm. Ward off what, all that what, negative. What, what is he again? Obsidian? Obsidian. Oh, yeah. so he's protection too. He's very protection. Mm. That's why I gave it to Larry. I said, you need a little bit extra. Yeah. I'm fine, but you, you're a will target. It, I can will it work against Dan? <laughs> no, Dan. Closer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. We, we listened to Dan talk all day Saturday. Dan, if you're watching, you were there in spirit. I mean, we all listen yeah. to talk all day and investigate. We I'm listen to every show. Had on a stick and like have him there. I remember like we're sitting there joking like, oh, Dan's here in spirit. And I'm tapping the TV and then we'll get to the sessions that, uh, you know, Dan had this theory about using tuning forks and having the voices come through the frequencies of tuning forks, <gasps> which is actually really hard because there's a lot of different tuning forks. You yeah. got to find the right wavelength. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just sitting there talking to people and all I hear is Doom! And I'm like, up, oh, skip, skip. No, I don't want to hear that for 10 minutes. <laughs> We're going to skip that one. Sorry. I would love this. Um, Phoenix Dragon, which is Sloan, is asking, she would love to have an open investigation with you guys to learn more. Okay. Right? Have you ever um, something like that? We, like we workshop or, you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't do it often. Um, usually we, we wait pretty much for someone to ask us if they do it at their location. Well, you've just been asked. <laughs> do, 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 do they have a location? We'll do it. I, well, I don't. I know I have a location, and I know you guys love cemeteries. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally, at the end of my block, I live on Cemetery Road. <laughs> I, more people get a kick out of that, and I'm like, I in my brain don't see the connection. I don't know why, but <laughs> I go. The, the cemetery was so important to the town. They said we need the road to be named after it. Exactly, and I think there's like three roads if that for this mm -hmm. I, I literally my town has got an antique store and a used car lot and a church so is and it like a church road hospital road and cemetery road no it's <laughs> Grove road because that's the name of the town and then you've got cemetery road and then that's about it but, <laughs> no, but no, no. where's where's bar road <laughs> because the bar is literally the next little corporation over oh <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, no, yeah, you awesome. are so we have to hang out. You are so close. Oh, are we? You know where yeah. I'm at now, don't you? I do. And there, well, and there are so many tiny, not not necessarily tiny, but so yeah. many great cemeteries in our area. That's one of my favorite things to do is just you can go to a cemetery and then you're just opened up to this world, beautiful yeah. world that you didn't know existed. And the mm -hmm. cemetery here, it's small. But it's got a really, really old part. Really mm. old part. It's, of course, it's got the newer, but it's got the really old. Like, I walk up there, take the grandkids there through for walks, and it's just incredible. It, it's got a lot of old soldiers there and police officers. And mm -hmm. what it sounds like to me is the four of us, I guess, including Dan, we're, gonna, uh, we're taking. We, we should just go and we check should. it out first. Yeah, we should. But if, if Dan's got to work and it's just the three of us, that's perfectly okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. It's awesome. My BFF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have BFFs, BFs, BFS, BFFs, BFFs. No. <laughs> and right. they're all Larry. No. <laughs> Larry. He's like, I've taken them all. <laughs> I've got the t-shirt ready. <laughs> I love it. It'll be expedition empty for everybody else, and we'll just be Larry Diaz BFF. BFF, 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 BFF,
Who's oh, wait, been excommunicated? Yeah, excommunicated. I don't know who that is. Todd, can you tell me who that is. What is it? I don't. It says I've been excommunicated. I don't know who that is. Dan, probably. It's right. No, we're not. Oh, yeah, probably Dan. Probably Dan. Dan, you know you're my best friend. See, you get one. <laughs> I just, Dan, I just although Dan's been so busy with work lately, I forget what he looks like. Oh. You and me both. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I know. Dan and I definitely. It is Dan. <laughs> yeah. You've not been excommunicated, Dan. I oh, love you. No, Dan. Me and Dan secretly message behind people's backs. So he messages a lot of people behind people's backs. <laughs> They'll be like, I was talking to this person. Like, what did you start talking to them? Yeah. Oh, you talk all the time. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We haven't talked in a while because it was it was work, but yeah. You know, I take his, all of you. I his work just his work just stifles the life out of me. Well, I told you, and I told you, like, and Dan, you don't know this, but I, I told Larry, Larry said he was counting the days until retirement. And I said, if we all got together as a group and counted, does that like could quadruple? how much faster this is going to happen. Yeah. Like I count one, Larry counts one, Paige counts one, that counts for three. Right. <laughs> Let's get him out of there. Let's right. get him out of there. We, we're going to will him to closer retirement. We're going to will him. I'm thinking before Halloween would be a good day. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm You've thinking before September so he can go to all these cons with us. Yes. yes. There you go. Because so I think the I only one he can make is Great Lakes, but he can't be there Friday. So he's going to come Saturday and Sunday, I believe. That's okay. So, and I was hoping you guys would be at Michigan. We were supposed to. I had the booth. I had the hotel. I had all that set up. And then... Um, Dan's Dan's job uh, lost a couple people and they were so understaffed that they had to cut down on the number of people that can be off in a single day. So they gave him back his vacation time for the Michigan Paracon. So he could no longer go. He has to work. And, I, and I'm just like, that booth's non-refundable. You, you know that, right? Like that's just a couple hundred dollars. We're out now. Yeah, and that's not Dan's fault, unfortunately. It's, oh, it's not. It's not. Yeah. If I could, if I could have a few choice words with his sheriff, I'd. Although Dan's does like give me the winning lottery ticket and I'm retired. Right. <laughs> there you right. go. But, but we were supposed we'll be, to be at Michigan. I can still come to Michigan. That's a long drive. But we're at an we're at another event that same weekend now. That, that's a little bit more local. I'm gonna miss. So. You. I'm going to miss you guys. I know it's, it's going to be a long time until Great Lakes. Yeah, I, I know because even even Patty was able to make it to Michigan, though. I know Patty, that's what Patty. makes you mad because she was going to be there. I know. I know. Well, she wasn't. And now she's going to be there. So I'm super excited about that. I found yeah. that out the other day. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So we what the just get together at that. We got to get together at your spot yet. Agreed. That's what we need to do. Just make it happen. Because if Paige is that close, why not? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We don't have to make anything official. We just say, let's go. We'll take go. some footage and just have fun. And have a blast. Just have a blast with it. Because Paige is right. In this area, there's a yeah. lot of old yeah. Oh, yeah. things. There's oh, a yeah. lot of, you know, the next town over, they have this really weird, just looks like a silo. But I think it's the old water tower or something, you know. But it looks like a silo, a brick one. You know, just mm -hmm. some really incredible things. Well, I was going to the furniture store the other day and I passed a cemetery and I was like, well, that one looks old. And of course, I'm like, Rah! 
you know, and drive, drove myself in and yeah. And it turns out, and as soon as I see an old one, right, I'm, I'm on Google, I'm looking it up and first white settler of Lake County was buried there. Um, yep. So, and he was very benevolent apparently with native Americans. I think they helped him build his, his homestead. And so, you know, I'd have to dig a little bit deeper, but that took me on a huge rabbit hole because then this guy also had this first white settler also had this boulder named after him. And so I went on this search Ooh. for this boulder and it took me all over Lake County and all, all these haunted areas. And so, you know, you just never like, again, you never know what you're going to find. And I think that's one thing that Expedition Entity really encourages is like, you can look in your hometown, right? Yeah. You can look in your hometown and there is yeah. a world of history. And that's what I did with, you know, Solo was just let me explore what's right at my fingertips. Budget friendly, right? I don't, I've got three kids. I can't, I, as much as I'd love to go to, you know, Queen Mary or Trans Allegheny or, you know, all right. these places, I just at this moment maybe can't. So let's go see what's in my backyard and anybody can do it. And mm -hmm. I love the fact that you look at that and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And I don't know about you, Paige, but I'm going to put in a suggestion y'all go to Whitewater just so you know. Okay. You know what I mean? Look up the history of Whitewater, Wisconsin. I think yeah. you're blown away. Oh my, my mom went to college there at the college. Researcher, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now, she, this is a rabbit hole. Love here. Oh, my God. There's so many rabbit holes. Really? Is, oh, yeah. It's actually the home of the very first um, psychic mediumship development school huh. in the United States. That's where Morris Pratt was actually started was in Whitewater. Wow. Get out. Yep, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Morris Pratt was started in Whitewater, Wisconsin. The building is no longer there, but it before mm -hmm. it has been moved to Milwaukee. Um, mm -hmm. It's also got a ton of uh, the story of like three witches, and it's got like a, a beautiful natural triangle of something there. I mean, it's just Ooh. so much history that you'll be like, guys, we're going. Guys, we're yeah. going. I, I have an idea for something that we could all do. Yeah. Okay. Um, and without and Dan it, or with Dan? Uh, with Dan. Dan. Okay. Um, actually, it, it's required for Dan. Um, so we we finished the Illinois battle sites for the Black Hawk War. We got the book done, right? Uh, and eventually, we got to get to Wisconsin sites. You do. Well, there there aren't as many because at that point they were in full retreat, and you know they only stopped a couple times and then got attacked again. But the last one is the big the big one, the the big daddy of the whole war. It's the Battle of Bad Axe. Oh, okay. at, at that point, um, the, the British band was down to just a couple hundred. Whoever was left who didn't die of starvation and disease and sickness, uh, they were trying to finally cross the Mississippi back into safe territory. Mm -hmm. They get to present-day Bad Axe mm -hmm. and are met with two gunboats. Wow. And then... Mowed them down. Mowed down. Wow. I'd be interested in just taking the camera and letting you walk around. Oh, that'd be so cool. The cool part is the location that, that we know where it's at. We were able to track down the exact spot that it happened is right. now a present day campground. Wow. So you just, you rent the lot in, right. and then you just hang out. Let's do and it. You're, and you're that'd be right, so cool. right there. That'd be and so then cool. there, there's a couple spots in the water. That you just you like rent a boat for the day and then you just go out into the water and then you're there oh. on top of where it happened. 
Wow. And then, and then just to to listen to you say stuff, I'd be like, I'm getting great footage. This is amazing. (laughs) I'm always game for anything. You know, the problem is bad acts is is a a good jaunt. It's like the middle of the state, but um, it could be fun. I love that. I love that. I, I love somebody saying I want to film that Nick. And is that Larry? I don't know. It just says Facebook user. It's driving me batty. I want to so, film that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, maybe it's he, Nick Sarlo. It might be. He wants to film that? It might be. Because I don't know if Nick Simons does a lot of filming. Yeah, I don't know. It might be Nick Sarlo. Oh, it okay. says that's Dan. Thank you. No, but it oh, says, I want to film that Nick. Awesome. I love that. And I don't know if you guys know that. I mean, I know you guys know this, but there's, it. I mean, because I'm right outside of Janesville, Wisconsin, and Milton's mm-hmm. right down the road from there. We are literally, guys, the whole Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. my backyard, when we moved into this house three years ago, we had so much activity. And I'm like, why is, I mean, we knew we had a couple of spirits in the house, but the yard was. So I connected, and I literally connected to, I'm not kidding you, so many underground people and one soldier that was like not leaving their side because they mm. were lost. They were mm-hmm. just lost. You know mm. what I mean? And I'm like, so the area itself, you find it all over the area, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to walk around and go, where are where is everybody? Yeah. That's like, you know, even I, I, I've gone to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, just there's the octagon house there, you know, just these oh. tiny, tiny towns that and even the, you know, my dream, the Octagon House in Fond du Lac is very highly um, has a lot of paranormal activity. But now somebody owns it and lives there, just bought it. But that would just be one of my dreams is to find one of these underground railroad spots and just own it and then restore it and preserve the history. So I love those. People don't, you know, people don't realize why a house is Octagon. You know, oh, a lot yeah. of people don't understand the history of an octagon house. They're like, why would you do that? You really don't have much for room space. But people don't realize back in, you know, have your spiritualist or um, uh, God, my head has just went blank on some of the religions that are older than spiritualism. They mm-hmm. were a firm believer that spirits would hide in corners. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they created right. the octagon house because then there'd be no corners mm-hmm. and no place for a spirit to hide. So mm-hmm. to be able to go into something like that with Paige with all that history and you guys to go in there to see if there are spirits there, to yeah. see if that theory holds true or not. Sure. Right. You know? Sure. Well, I know, I know for a fact that, <clears throat> and I, I think I told this story a dozen times on Saturday, um, sledgehammers in Oregon, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, it has a farm silo from the 1800s attached to the restaurant slash bar. And there is a spirit of a young boy who inhabits the foundation of the silo. It is a perfectly circular concrete room that's that's six feet below the basement level. And there is a little boy down there that we were able to capture a disembodied voice saying, mommy. So no corners in that room. Yeah, no corners there. Perfectly circular. Yeah, but has Paige did the research to see if a little boy died there, possibly like in a corn? So you guys did that, that was that was before Paige came along. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. There there is a photo of the construction crew at another location in Oregon, the Roadhouse, right. and there's a little boy in the photo. Okay. Um, but other than the photo existing, there has been no evidence that we could find a death certificate or anything linking to it in that day. Oh, wow. um, but you're you're talking, you know, I think it was mid to late 1800s. I right. don't even know if that would still exist now. 
Well, I will tell you what, in early 1900s, um, the grave, if you go to a lot of cemeteries, you'll see the grave digger is listed as a family member. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I know that within my own family that mm-hmm. uh, at, at a cemetery that some of my family is buried at, we were able to see the old, you know, the original death certificate or the cemetery. And uh, my grandpa's name is the grave digger. And I went, what's this about? And he goes back in those days. They didn't have somebody to come in and dig. You're, you right. had to dig your own hole. Right. Oh, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. So, you know, you may not see those documents. You may not get that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm, I'm like, am I just seeing this little boy or is it because my head thinks, okay, you do, you do, you keep out of the, the corn silo because if you get in there, you're going to drown essentially in, in corn and, and suffocate. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was raised, keep away from it because if you get in, it's like quicksand. So I'm like, am I seeing the little boy and this is how he died? Or is it my, my ego getting in the way? So So we, we were, we were told the the local legend is that he, he did drown in the foundation of the silo. Okay. But it was during the construction. So it might've been water, but he did supposedly he did drown. Thank you. Cause Hmm. I I just keep seeing a little boy drowning. And I'm like, is it, what is it? he Eagle did drown. Ego gets in the way. So, and mm-hmm. I bet you that's why he's still there because he doesn't realize he died. Maybe I'm, I'm a, because our, our friend Stephen Josiah, who we were next to on Saturday, um, they were the ones that did it first and they have uh, an uh, SB7 response that said mommy. So we brought Steve back with us and had him in the, in the room too. And then we got mommy again. So I, I think he's looking for his mother. He's, he's lost and confused and, you know, a little kid, what's the first thing they're going to want, mom? It could also be residual, sadly. It, it could you know, be. A it repetition of that audio. It could be. And that and that's one people pe- thing people don't realize. How often do you guys see residual versus, you know, yeah. actual. Intelligent. Real, yeah, intelligent, you know. Interacting. Right. <laughs> right. And and sometimes it's hard to tell because sometimes you only get the single response. Right. Yeah. Right. So it very well could be residual. But usually when you guys, you know, are asking questions and getting a thoughtful answer that makes sense, that's usually a pretty good indication that it's more of an intelligent rather than residual. Yeah. And yeah. for instances, like hearing things like mommy or, hey, I've been, I was chased by a spirit at Brumder Mansion in Milwaukee, and that was not residual because I could feel his energy coming for me and then walked right in front of me and said, hey. Right. So, sure. you know, I don't sure. think that, you know, that's not residual. But that, I, that me, place is on our list. Uh, um, the problem is. Have, I don't know about that. The I'm problem gonna, is. I'm going to be on location, my location. I will be fine. Fall that day. Still, still I will. Fine. I will be like videotaped in. That's <laughs> why they need females because they don't. There are spirits that are that are do not like women and like you know the Rockford's Veterans Hall, as you were saying, right? Yeah. Very, it's it's an old one. school, old boys club, and you know it was a men's only. The women had their auxiliary and. Mm-hmm. This is our space now. You can't be in, the in basement. here. Yeah. <laughs> they put the women in the basement and the men had the other floors. And so to have a woman go in and say, hey, no, I, I belong on these floors now too. Yeah. You might get some more reaction from these guys. Yeah. Which is not that we're in interi- not that we're, you know, we're not the type that 
bullies the spirits to get a reaction. That's one of the things I like about Expedition Entity, right? It's very yeah. respectful. Sometimes um, it, they're not so respectful with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite responses, uh, and it only comes from one device. It's the Phasma box, um, oh. which we're not, you know, an SB7. Okay, well, that was a voice. That was pretty weird. A Phasma box. Was it evidence? Maybe, maybe not. It's kind of up to the viewer to decide. I know for a fact, 100%, that in the database of responses, the Phasma box does not have fatso. <laughs> and and it, it doesn't have a way for, for like when I asked the question, hey, you know, do you want to apologize to Dan and Jen? It doesn't have a way to go, fuck him. <laughs> okay. But it only does it to Dan, and it only does it with that device. So I love it. I mean, I don't I know love what it it's too. saying, it, but it's still incredible. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't matter where we're at. There's always one spirit that's just like poking mm-hmm. at Dan. Dan's like, keep him up, run that into the ground now. Yeah. I had never heard that before, Dan. So he still has a few more people to talk to him about. Yeah. it Almost every episode, when we pull it out, it says something unheard of. Poor Dan. <laughs> You know, we were we were at Maple Cemetery, which we brought uh, Mike and Chris to last week, and then <laughs> that was an interesting time. We were we were at one of the gravestones, and we had the K two lined up on the case on the gravestone. We're asking questions. It pegs out, and the the K two does this wow. on the stone. It it slides straight yes. across, and then we could hear the the scraping sound in the stone. Right. But when we were filming there for our episode, it called Dan a shithead. <laughs> But you know what? As, as, as humorous as that sounds, it makes sense to me because of the occupation that Dan has. Mm, well, spirits, yeah. I, I have this thought process that, you know, or I don't know if it's inside and tell or whatever, but um, that a lot of spirits that stick around that you find at these locations, they have a fear of going crossing over. They have a, either they don't mm. know they passed away or they have a fear of crossing over, you know, mm. maybe our belief systems, whatever this might be. Then you have Dan, who's a very much an authority figure comes in a lot of these. I'm not going to say all of them, because sometimes you just, you know, back in the day, oh, my gosh, you crossed the Bible wrong. And I'm afraid to go to heaven because God's going to burn me. Mm -hmm. You might have some some, you know, spirits or entities that are going, you know what? That's authority. Mm -hmm. Screw him. Mm -hmm. I I said this in life. This is how I treated you in life. And now I'm going to treat. They haven't changed. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the reason why they're going, you know. Fuck you, Dan. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this is you're an authority figure. Right. There's, there's also a little secret sauce in the gumbo. Uh, Dan will cross spirits, mm-hmm. but he can also do cleansings and he can also bind the bad ones. Ooh, well, there you go. So I'm I'm there have been you a couple that we've we've had to to get off people and whatnot. And and yeah. you know, I, I'm sure the message has spread. So yeah. maybe they're like, hey, that's the guy, you don't mess with him. He's yeah. got some, he's got some power. Yeah. Knows yeah. what he's doing. He's got that voodoo hoodoo. <laughs> he's got that's the power right. of the babe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, but I think that sh- I think that's just more evidence that that you have intelligent life. You have mm-hmm. this intelligence there that you can deal with. They're going, wait a second. I see this man coming. We know mm-hmm. what he's about, you know? And yeah. well, and, and think about it. I mean, but, you know, when when we interact with spirits, you know, we open ourselves up more, right? You know, we start to maybe right. not become psychic, but maybe on the road to becoming a sensitive, right? right? 
you know, does that change our energy and do they pick up that difference? Mm -hmm. You know, am I originally, you know, a shadow in their world? And then now that I can mm -hmm. pick up on vibes and stuff, do I have a little bit of light to me? Right. Well, rather than being get, closed off. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, when you get to the point to where you can cross spirits, you can cleanse people, you can bind things. Mm -hmm. Does your little light look differently now? It might. To it where might. they're like, oh, he's red. Red is bad. Right. To where they don't know Dan, but what he gives off is different now. Right. Well, it would make sense if we can sense their energy, that they can sense the energy that we in our auras or, you right. know, which I believe we are emanating. Right. And sure. and we all have different skills and capabilities and levels of empathy. And and I'm sure that they pick up on it just as we can. Exactly. Right. Well, like Dan just chimed in. He said he tends to consider it fake. You know, which mm -hmm. goes right down that, it goes right down that hole, that rabbit hole of, hey, you know, because, you know, a lot, I find a lot of paranormal investigators come in as atheists. They don't mm -hmm. believe, they're there to prove, oh my gosh, I don't believe in this. Here I am to prove this happens. It doesn't get them to faith. Maybe not, but it gets them to believe in something. Right. So, you know, that's an extra, that's an extra leap, you know? So I think that ends up being huge, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. You know, which is awesome. So and then you get, go ahead, Paige. Yeah. And then you get spirits that tell you that they like your seductive clothing when it's winter in January. I was at the Barnes Mansion in Rockford and bundled up because it's January, yep. February. Right. But apparently, we, I was wearing seductive clothing. We tried to figure out what it was, and I'm like, okay, were your ankles showing? A little bit too much wrist? Was your was hair up? Wear, was she wearing pants? I, I I was wearing pants. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like I know when I go in and we've talked about this with other people, you know, cause your equipment will go in and it'll get all this, inf this beautiful information, but where you can put a medium in there is where the medium can talk to different, different time periods or different levels or different dimensions. Mm -hmm. you know? So Paige walks in there and you think you're really just talking to somebody from say the, you know, the 1900s, but really Mm -hmm. You've connected into somebody in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, she's a woman in pants. Right. No, right. that's naughty. She's showing those legs. Mm -hmm. well, and that's why I asked, you know, was, was your ankle showing? You know, was my hair pulled? You know, was my neck showing? What was yeah. going on there? But yeah. they, because there was a, a, a point in time where those dresses had those high collars because mm -hmm. the neck was so sexy. Yeah. And it is telling into what time period it was, right? And we can talk. Again, that's another thing, going into these locations, knowing the history is, right? Like we can talk about these things, like ask them yeah. questions about what was fashion like so that we can kind of pinpoint or what are you wearing, right? What are you wearing? And yeah. then they can describe what they're wearing and then that can help us pinpoint the time period that we're, that we're working with. Yeah. And, and working with Paige and all that history, you know what I mean? Like I said, a medium can go in and see all this other stuff, but Paige mm -hmm. is literally finding out, okay, this history has gone back 200 years. Right. What is that time? What is all of this? You know, and she can break it down so that when you're talking to somebody in a ghost box or whatever, mm -hmm. they're going boom, boom, boom. It's Paige is going, you're talking to this person possibly in this time frame. Right. This person in this time frame, which really gives you one heck of a story. It mm -hmm. does because and, and, and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be the history of that location, right? We need to know the history of of what's going on in that time period and it maybe in the state. There's all yeah. sorts of that's the it's it's all tied together. It really is. And so the more information and that's the thing. I don't 
we don't want to go in necessarily with too much information where that's exactly like, oh, well, that's got to be, you know, Joe Schmo from 1803, right? It's like, that's, we don't want to do that, but it's good to have an understanding so that we can be like, okay, that could have something to do with what was going on at that time period. Or this does make sense. It makes it a little bit more credible Mm -hmm. if you know the backstory. Right. Why I, right now I've got like different shows popping in my head that have been mm-hmm. on like travel channel or discovery channel where you have that person, you know, I've seen dead files in my head where the cop is finding out information while, you know, Amy mm-hmm. or Sydney now is in there, but they're not talking until the end. I'm seeing Dave Schrader and Perch. God, I don't, can't remember the last show they just did with him and Cindy where Devil's Perch. Devil's Perch. Thank you. Where yeah. Dave is finding out the history and all this stuff as Cindy's over here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible to have somebody like Paige that knows all that stuff. Right. Really isn't really sharing all of it, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To tell. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'd really like to do a show like that. The problem is, is, you know, I don't want these people to feel like I took their idea. <laughs> it's like, I want to do one too, oh. damn it. Honey, Paige is unique and amazing in her own. And trust me, she'd be the one that going, but I got this, guys. I got this guy. You know what I mean? And mm. and then and then you got Larry going, oh shit. And and Dan going, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Wow. Did you really? You know what I mean? But to see all that at, you know, not at the end of the show, but throughout the whole thing. Mm. And that's a whole different show in itself. Yeah. yeah. And finding locations too. I think knowing the history is so important. For instance, I'm, I'm looking at a restaurant in this area and it's like, it's, they do think it's haunted. Right. But why? And that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, what, and I'm still kind of working on it is what is, what exactly happened? What, what would me, what is the history behind this exact restaurant? And that one is, I'm still working on it, but it's definitely having to dig a little bit deeper, but I mean, any little bit helps. I mean, they really truly believe this place is on it and there's been stories that haven't been backed up yet, but yet maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's incredible. I'll tell you, I cannot wait to watch more of what you guys are doing. I, oh, I cannot wait to see what is the dynamics and what's going to happen and how this is, this feels like, even though you expedition entity has been doing this for, you know, quite a while now, I can't wait to see what's really going to start to unfold with all these dynamics coming in. I, sure. I'm just, sure. I'm away. I mean, with, with this current season, um, we, we've upped the ante a little bit. Yeah. Um, of course, ha- having Jen officially on the cast, like has really changed a lot from, from episode one of the season. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was different. Yeah. Good, good, different. It was, yeah. it was, it went in a whole new direction now. Right. Um. And, it's and, you know, good rapport together. I love how right. they work together. Dan and I are, you know, we're talking to each other and it's like, how do we top this now? How do we go beyond this? This was so great. Right. And, and then we go and do, you know, our, our third episode, the roadhouse. Mm-hmm. And, and we add um, our large face, large lettering playing cards to the Estes method. Right. And so Dan's over here facing a wall with mm. doing the Estes and, and Jen's, you know, eight, 10 feet away from him, facing away from him. And, and she just holds a card up to Steve and she goes, what's the number on this card? Can you tell me what the number is? And then Dan goes seven or 10 or whatever. And, you know, he, he got a lot correct. And, uh-huh. you know, we, we talked about it after the Estes ended and, and it's like, how many times do you do an Estes or even just a regular SB7 session? How many times do you get numbers that frequently? Hmm. 
how many times do you get numbers where you say it correctly? You know, it, it was it was weird. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's like that was something different that I I'd, I'd never seen someone whip out a deck of cards before and use it in an Estes, and for it some reason done. it worked. Nice. It worked. So really quick, because I've already kept you longer than I was supposed to, because I just love you guys. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to let you go. Um, but we haven't talked about Jen. What is Jen's role in, in Expedition Entity? Because we haven't sure. talked about her. So Jen brings a big part of it's the female aspect. Right. There are a lot of locations where there are young children that they don't respond well to men. Okay. Or in Dan's case, like men of, of authority figures, you know, right. they reminds them of, of whatever. Right. You also have traumatic female spirits who, for one reason or another, wants nothing to do with men. Right. Nothing. And right. and having a female investigator that, if they're not alone, if they at least lead the session, mm-hmm. could be a lot more beneficial. Okay. Um, and then, you know, aside from all that, you know, she's she's younger than Dan. She has her own life perspectives and stuff like that. She can think of things that that Dan wouldn't just because of their age difference. So, um, you know, it, it's really worked out very well to have her and Dan bounce off each other. And then, you know, you get her and I together where we're approximately the same age. Right. So, um, you know, we bounce off each other very well when her and Steve work together, they bounced off each other very well. So, um, but it, it also allows, Dan the opportunity to not do every investigation mm-hmm. every single session do all the dowsing rods because it, it, it's exhausting yeah. so much to cover so much to cover well that's my bird <laughs> yeah. um it's it's so much to cover and and you know it's like being able to share the load makes it easier on Dan yeah I love that I love it because you guys seem to have really really thoughtfully covered all your bases. You've covered all of this, and I think it's amazing everything you've done and how you brought this team together and the thought process behind it. You know, there's there's not a member that you guys haven't went. Who do we want? What do we want to? Cover? Yeah, who fits this bill? They well, even and, told me. They said they they're like we watched you for a few months. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan Dan is very into the research on the people that we bring in. Yeah. He watched he watched Jen for a few months before he even brought her up to me. Mm-hmm. He watched Paige for a few months before he even brought her up to me. And then it's like, oh, okay. Can you guys hear my animals? <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Uh, you know, my bird goes off because it's it's you know he's like I want lunch. Dan's like I'm not a stalker. We know Dan. We know. It's like hiring people from a distance and just enthusiastic about their work. Right. Well, and, and sometimes it's it's not, you know, to bring someone onto the team. It's, hey, they'd make a good guest investigator for an episode. Let's right. let's snag them and bring them in because I like how they do this. Yeah. You know, they're really good at the pendulum. Let's have them do pendulum with us. Right. So um, and, and just like, you know, Dan and Jen, having someone with a different perspective come in, even if it's a one time thing, is kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. So. You know, for example, Steve Bartell, he came with us for uh, Sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. He uses the REM pod a lot. Right. So, you know, when we were set up in one of the rooms, he set his REM pod up on the other side of the building. And we're all like, is that your REM pod? 
it's just sitting there going off by itself on the other side of the building. And and we don't own a REM pod. So it's like, that's something that Steve brought to us. Right. And it made an episode. I love that. Because those things are spooky. They are. This quick story before I let you guys go okay. is um, my first really any work with anybody in the paranormal was a gentleman by the name of Justin. He's up in Minnesota. And Justin's like, we're going to, we're going to do this gallery together. I'm like, okay, great. I don't know how this is going to work. Paranormal me. I mean, because back then I was putting psychic medium is not paranormal, which come on guys, it really is paranormal. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally the first gallery, because we had two day two days to do this. The first gallery put all the equipment on one side of me. And I was bringing all these people and he's looking at me like, are you fake? What's going on? Because it wasn't going off. It was never going off. Okay. And, but everybody in the crowd could take, everybody's bringing in so many details. And he's like, I don't get it. So afterwards I looked at him. I said, everybody comes in from over here. He goes, what? I said, my spirits come in from my right side, not my left side. So the next day he put the equipment on the other side of me and sure shit. I'm like, shut that thing off. It's annoying as hell. Like, Like if the lights went off and it didn't make the noise, it'd be fine. But sometimes that buzzer. It was all of it. And I was like, this is this. It was mind blowing to me just because it was on the wrong side of me. Yeah. To me, it was like, wow, this is amazing. That spirit was like, they weren't trying to make him happy because Mm -hmm. he wasn't asking the questions. They had to walk through it to get to me or walk through it to talk to me. So it made all the difference. I love that. And I went, okay, I get this. I got Mm -hmm. it. Guys, I love you. I want to keep you forever, but I'm just going to have to talk to you another day. You sure. know, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks I for having us. How do people find you? Paraflex and where else? So obviously Paraflex is the big place because that's that's our home. Right. Um but we we have a link tree. So it's um the, the, the regular link tree address, which I think is L-I-N-K-T-R period E E. And then it's just expedition entity. So on there you can find all the social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We have a Twitter, but I'm not big into Twitter, and neither's Dan. I'm like, um, I'm like a twatted, so I don't use Twitter. Yeah. And now there's threads. I, I actually started threads the other day, I, and I, I did got, too. Like, I hate it. Follow me. I'm like, what right. is this that everybody follow me? Or I, yeah, I I I don't much. like threads. I don't know anything about. I it. I it up on the way down to the event. That was it. Yeah. I have about a, a dozen people that, that followed me right away. And then I have more. I just haven't looked at it since. But mm-hmm. it took me like six or seven swipes to find one of their posts. Like there's there's dozens of suggested posts from all these celebrities. And it's like, I don't want to see these people. I'm not following them. I don't want to see them. Why are you making me see them? Yeah. So that'll be probably the big reason why I'm just going to uninstall it. Because if I follow you, I want to see you. That's why I like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I see all the people that I like. They're still suggested and mm-hmm. whatever, but it's at least along the themes of my things. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I made the mistake of liking and, and commenting on this post of this, this beautiful woman, this really gothic looking black dress. And, and all of a sudden now I'm getting <laughs> tons of these accounts and I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. Like, that's cool. Like, that's cool. Like, and now they're all over my Instagram. So, <laughs> but at least that's my fault. It's not. It's not Instagram telling me, "Hey, you should like Shaq's post." 
Right. I don't care about Shaq. He's not into the paranormal like we are. Exactly. Right. Right. So, I love it. Maybe he is. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he is. I mean, Matt Reif used to be a paranormal investigator. So, right. You know, now go. he's this huge comedian, but he started in the spooky business. I love right. it. I love wow. it. Well, thank you guys for coming well, on. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. It's been amazing. Yes. Oh, and you yeah. can find his at me on Instagram at oh. History Haunts Hotels. I'll post a lot of expedition oh. entity stuff there oh, as well. I didn't even realize in my head that you weren't anything but expedition entities. Page, so oh, yeah. She's got her whole thing going on. I do. But this is this. I mean, it's right up with expedition entity history haunts hotels. So, yeah. you know, I I, you're going to see a lot of that stuff on there, too. And you I also do so the crystal thing, too. Oh, and the crystals, yep, at, at the Serafina crystals. And uh, and I also will cover a lot of crystals that are great to take on your paranormal investigations yeah. or open up your throat chakra when you feel it's blocked. I love yeah. it. I'm going to get all my night and throw it on my neck. That's not yes, night, but it was almost a I got over 200 pounds of solenite and I pick up something that's not solenite. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw your skull. I saw your oh, skull. That's one of them. I got, this is. Oh my God. People started gifting me skulls, which I love. I love that. You know that's I mean? my and specialty. I was like, oh my gosh. So crystal skulls. I'm telling you, I'm going to come to you and look at more skulls. Yes, please, please. Well, the neat thing about her Instagram is she'll do like Instagram posts and lives where she's like, this is whatever its name is. This is what it does. This is why it's pretty. Look at this. And, and yeah. then it's like, hey, if you want to buy it, let me know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it all, again, it all ties together with paranormal and. <laughs> well, I, I, I can say for a fact that there were a lot of people that came to our booth because they're like, oh, mm -hmm. look at that crystal. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. hi, would you like yeah. to buy a book? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both for coming on so dearly. I love, I love it. I love it. Paige, you are just close. We're going to have to hook up sometime. Yes. I love it. And bring everybody to my cemetery. Okay. I know. Well, the town doesn't own it anymore. <laughs> I, I feel like Paige and I are a little easier to book. Right. So we'll have to go through Dan and be like, Dan, give me a date. Dan like, said, I need to know. where do I have to go? So I'm going to okay. take that. I'm taking Let's that. Do it. Have, and Dan loves cemeteries. So we'll make it happen. Dan, you have to go to retirement first. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get him before retirement. If not, we're going to have to right. wait. Not we're going to will it into being. We're willing yeah. it. We're willing. I'm visualizing Dan. Running through meadows of dandelions yeah. and flowers, going I'm yeah. free, and, and his locks, blonde locks, flowing in the in blonde locks. You missed that. In, instead of us being the Voltron Force, we're going to be the Retirement Force. <laughs> there you go. And if you want to see Dan in blonde locks, you have to look at my live from last week. Ah, uh, I get it now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You uh, guys have a great day. Thank you so much, and thank for you guys. With your weekly reading. Thank you, guys. Have Talk a soon. Bye-bye, guys.
everybody. Welcome back. This is Jeanette here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I have had the most amazing morning with Paige and Larry from Expedition Entity. So happy that Dan was able to chime in in the comments. Um, again, Dan, guys, it's not that he didn't want to be on the show. He's just exhausted. And the fact that he was even awake is mind-blowing to me. Uh, because he works so many hours this weekend. So again, we're going to bring in Dan another day. That's going to be a tape show, guys. But it's going to be rocking um, awesome. Um, you're going to love it. You're going to love Dan. Um, but let's get to, and, and again, look up Expedition Entity. Find Paige. Find Paige through that. You're not going to go wrong. These are incredible people. So let's do our weekly reading really quick because I know you guys are all like, I want my reading. Of course, I'm never going to miss this. Um, we are going to use the Queen of uh, Moon Oracle deck today because it's the one that said we need to use. We're going to use that. And, of course, the Beyond Lumera, Lumera cards as our follow-up. So pick a number one through five or you like myself. Pick all of them. I feel like I shouldn't be by myself right now. I don't even know why. I feel like I feel like my family just left me in so many ways. But card number one, oh my God, card number one is stuck to card number two. So I'm going to, they didn't want to come away, so I'm going to bring them together. So the first one was abundance for card number one. The second one was focus for card number one. And I'm going to say, I love how these come together because really, in order to have abundance, you have to start focusing. You have to start focusing. You have to look at yourself and say, what do I want? Where do I want to go? What? is this. Remember that whole visualization thing, guys, that I was talking about? So in order to get abundance, you have to know who you are. You have to focus on this. You have to look inward. You have to bring this out and put yourself in the picture. So I'm going to tell you these two come together, which I love. Card number two is resilience. So if you picked card number two, resilience, it is pushing through. It is getting past. It's getting through the obstacles. It's it's knowing that, you know what, realizing that there is nothing you cannot live through or go through because, you know what, you are still today alive and kicking, okay? And if you are above ground and you are breathing, you are a resilient person because you have gotten through all of this until this moment. So card number two is being resilient, realizing your strength and being able to push forward. Card number three is resistance, resistance, Ugh, give it up. Give up the resistance. Give it up. This card is not telling you to be resistant. This card is to give it up. Recognize if you pick card number three that this is what you're doing. You see that closed hand? You see it? Now, if they open their hand this way, beautiful green, beautiful forest, be room for flowers and more to grow. But when you're resistant and you pull it all together really tight in a fist, it squishes through your fingers and you lose it. And you don't have much room in there, do you? If I open it this way, I've got tons of room on my hands. But if I close it into a tight fist, I have no room for anything in that hand. And again, you're going to lose it. So give up the resistance, guys. Card number four is release. Like how this goes together is the release card. So if you pick number four and it's a release card, it's letting go of that that doesn't serve. It's now we're opening that hand. We're opening our body. We're opening our soul. And we're saying, you know what? what don't I need? Let it go. Give up those old patterns of thought. Give up sometimes those people that really you've been holding on and you don't even know why, but you're really not having that connection anymore. doesn't mean they have to leave forever. Maybe they're just leaving for this moment, whatever it might be, but release, release that energy that isn't serving you. And you yourself know what that is. And the final one is the boundaries card, the boundaries card. I love this 
Do you see how freeing she is? In this card, this it says so much. This is a woman without clothing on. This is a woman that is showing it all, but yet showing you absolutely nothing. She's got boundaries to herself. She's bubbled up. She has said, you know what? You cannot have my energy. You cannot have that that I will not give. I am free to give whatever I want, but what I, is mine, I'm going to keep to me. And that's what a boundary is, and to have healthy boundaries. So if you pick card number five, you need to work on some boundaries. You have to realize what you want to keep here and what you want to let go and to be able to tell people no. So card number ones, ones because there was two, was the focus and the abundance. If you pick card number two, it is being resilient. Card number three is being the resistance, give up the resistance. Card number four is we are doing the release. And card number five is boundaries. Now, if I put all these together, this is your pet. I mean, did I not just talk about all this at the very beginning? This is what this is. So we're looking at this and we are going, wait a second. We put all five of these together for a week. This is our week to really start to let go of that stuff. Let go what that doesn't serve and opening up for more, opening up for what you want and creating who you want to be, seeing that. And it's okay to put that boundary on to say, I won't go here. I won't go there, but I'll do this. So that really is beautiful when you're looking at all five cards, or all five spaces anyway, which is six cards. So let's pull this other card to kind of bring it all together before I let it let you guys go. Um, Tim, I'm not sure why I let you do this to me every week. Because I love you, Tim. That's why. Because I love you. <laughs> so let's bring one more card out, the Beyond Lemuria cards, because I just love the wordy cards that really tend to just bring this all together which is beautiful and powerful. So um, this card is, wow, I feel like I got to bring in two cards. I don't know why. <laughs> yep, this is why. So it's really weird because I seen the first card I pulled and I pulled it and I went, it's right, but there's something more. There's something more. And I so I decided to pull the second card too. We're going to read them both because I'll tell you what, they go hand in hand. So the first card is part one of this whole thing. So it's a manifesto. You, you can decide how you want to live. The universe fully supports your choice to step into the optimal version of yourself. Dream big, then dream bigger. Now is a great time to start the projects you have been considering. All it takes is some pollination. Be creative with your visioning. Sow the seeds of reality you want to experience it through affirm, affirmative thinking and higher intention. Then anchor or ground your dream seeds. Manifest from the heart, overcome the fear, take strong positive action, and let go of the outcome. Know and trust your dreams and are already on their way and expect to see results. Now, that was the first card I felt, but then again, guys, I heard you need to pull two. So here's the second one. Gorgeous, isn't it? And when I looked down and seen this, it was the image that went, you need to pull this card also. So it's radical expansion. Makes sense. It is time for radical ways of being and thinking, and you can start by granting yourself the freedom of creativity to be you. Unleash your inner rainbow dragon and unapologetically claim your heart-based empowerment and radically unconventional gifts. You can be as big as your energy wants to be. Let go of your limiting stories and take up all the space you need. Have fun unleashing who you are. As bold and radical as your ideas and offerings might be, they can be just what the world is waiting for. Wait, what the world wants. Be the, man of, ma be the masterpiece your soul always wanted to be. 
Now, how does this work together? Now it makes sense when they work together. We want to manifest, but so often part of our manifesting, part of the reason we pull back is it's like, God, are they going to accept me? Are they going to accept this? Am I going to be, oh, it's always all those questions, isn't it? So this card is telling you to manifest. And this card is saying, we want you, we need you, and the world needs you. So it's okay to manifest everything you want. Bring it together, guys. Well, I've went a minute over, guys. So that's all I'm going to say for the day. I hope you enjoyed today, the show, everything about it. I'll see you next week. And who am I going to see you next week with really quick? Oh, my God. My book was closed because I took it with me on the road. So who do we have next week? Tim Malley, a pause events. Um, it's uh, events for pause. Uh, I can't even think. Pause for my brain just went blank. My brain just went blank. Tim hosts events all over the place. Uh, Paranormal cons, events. He brings in paranormal, the, the witchy wonder, the airy fairy. He brings it all in. And it really is to raise money for um, potographs. Thank you. I knew I could see it in my head. I just couldn't see it. It's potographs. Um, but he's got this amazing story that really is um, where he, he raises money for, for shelters for animals, which is incredible. And he's got a huge family of paranormal and, again, witchy wearing airy fairy that come together for the same cause to raise money for these shelters. And uh, I believe his next one might be Michigan, but I do know he's coming to Wisconsin, too. And we will see him next week, guys. But this has been Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I'll see you next week, guys. Have a great day. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB talk radio at wltkdb.com